Hi, my name is Steven Sindoni, and thank you for tuning in to another broadcast of Unexplained Mysteries, Part 3. In today's program, I will put the spotlight on giants. The information can be found in Reader's Digest in a book entitled, Mysteries of the Unexplained. Our first story takes place in Ohio. At the center of one of the large Ohio burial mounds, excavators in 1891 found the skeleton of a massive man wrapped in copper armor. On the head was a copper cap and copper moldings encased the jaw. The arms were clad in copper and so were the chest and stomach. On either side of the head were wooden antlers encased in copper and the mouth cavity was filled with immense but decayed pearls. Around the neck was a necklace of bear's teeth inlaid with pearls. Beside the skeleton of the giant lay that of a woman. The remains were found at a depth of 14 feet in a mound 500 feet long, 200 feet wide, and 28 feet high. The information can be found in a publication called Nature. The publication was dated December 17, 1891. And our second story is about a skeleton 9 feet 8 inches tall, which was recovered from a stone burial mound at Brewersville, Indiana in 1879. A mica necklace was around the neck and a crude human image of burnt clay embedded with pieces of flint stood at the feet. The mound between 3 and 5 feet high and 71 feet in diameter was excavated by Indiana archaeologists, scientific observers from New York and Ohio, a local physician, Dr. Charles Green, and the owner of the property on which the mound stood, a Mr. Robinson. The bones were kept by the Robinson family in a basket in a nearby grain mill. They were lost when a flood swept away the mill in 1937. This information can be found in the Indianapolis News, November 10, 1975. And our third story is a rather bizarre story, to say the least. Seven skeletons were found in a burial mound near Clearwater, Minnesota in 1888. They had double rows of teeth in the upper and lower jaws and had been buried in a sitting position facing the lake. The foreheads were unusually low and sloping with prominent brows. The information can be found in the St. Paul and Minneapolis Pioneer News, which was dated July 1st, 1888. And I would like to go now to the Bible to see if there are any references at all mentioned to giants. Let us start by going to Genesis chapter 6, verse 4. There were giants in the earth in those days, and also after that, when the sons of God came unto the daughters of men, and as they bore children to them, the same became mighty, which were of old men of renown. And the next reference can be found in the book of Numbers, chapter 13, verse 33. And there we saw the giants, the sons of Enoch, which came of the giants, and we were in our own sight as grasshoppers, and so we were in their sight. And now I will reference the Book of Giants. The Book of Giants was a work apparently composed in Syriac, an Eastern dialect of Aramaic. The book was entirely lost until the 12th century, but scant references of it survived in Latin, Greek, and Aramaic, indicating that it involved battles of the ancient giants. Then, about a century ago, many highly fragmentary Manichaean works written in Central Asian languages were recovered archaeologically in Turfan in China, and much of the find remains unpublished even at present. And I would like now to reference the Epic of Gilgamesh, what is claimed as the oldest surviving epic story in the world. The Epic of Gilgamesh also includes a reference to giants. Gilgamesh 
and Enkidu go together to fight the evil Humbaba at the Cedar Mountains. The evil giant's face was like a lion, a roar like a flood, a mouth of flames, breath that burns trees, and teeth like a dragon. In the end, they cut off his head. Based on the information that I have cited here, and the biblical references, and the folklore, and the mysteries that surround the giants, it seems pretty clear that giants have walked among us in ancient times. I'd like to thank everyone for listening to Unexplained Mysteries Part 3.